It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. TGIF, thank God it's Friday. It's your boy, Brandon Scott. And today, we are going to review or rather preview the Washington Wizards game at L.A. against the Clippers. It is the first of a back-to-back with the Clippers and L.A. and the Lakers. And it is the second game of a six-game road trip. We're going to talk about potential lineups, injuries, and a little bit about Kyle Kuzma and what and some comments he made to the Washington Post next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered the season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, what's up, everybody? It is your boy Brandon Scott tonight. I'm rolling solo tonight. It's going to be a quick episode. I know it's Friday night. I know everybody's ready to pop open them beers and roll with the cognac. So, real quick tonight, we're going to go over potential lineups, look at the injuries for both teams because there's a lot of injuries on both teams. And there were comments um, via the Washington Post talking about Kyle Kuzma's intent and going into the free agency. So let's get right into it. So as you know, the Washington Wizards, game two of their six-game road trip on the West Coast, and this is actually the first game of the back-to-back. They play the Clippers tomorrow at 4 o'clock, and they play the Lakers on Sunday. So looking at the lineups now, before we can even get into the lineups, we're going to go over the injuries because both teams are rolling with a lot of injuries right now. And considering they got more than we do, we're going to go through the Clippers real quick. Uh, if you look at day-to-day, uh, Zubich is day-to-day. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Kennard, and Reggie Jackson are all day-to-day. Now, it's assumed that most of them look like they are going to be game-time decisions, but they should play. But we're going to look at the lineups with and without them. And looking at our Washington Wizards. Bradley Bill and Christopher Zingas are both day-to-day. DeLon Wright and Rui Hachimura are out. So looking at potential lineups, you know, we just played them not too long ago at home. First time John Wall being back in the 202. So we are familiar with this team. Now looking at it, Monte Morris is, will be at the point guard position. Now who he plays against, will it be Reggie Jackson? Will it be John Wall? The very similar skill sets. They both can drive. Uh, both Jackson's a better shooter than John Wall is. But I think either way, Monte Morris is in, for Rugen Awakening, I think it's going to be a tough matchup either way for Monte Morris. Now, another way you can look at it is, do they start Jordan Goodwin? That is a possibility. They could start Goodwin. Sorry, considering his uh, defensive prowess and how he played John Wall when they came into D.C. So you could see Jordan Goodwin. Uh, shooting guard, as you know, Bradley Bill is day-to-day. So you could see him. You could see Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert has been starting in his place. And he has done well. Now, he has been struggling of late, but I feel like, Corey Kispert's shot was finally starting to get some rhythm. So really, we we want a kind of a comeback game for him. We want him to kind of play better, get his shot rolling. 
So either way, Bill Kispert, I think we're in good hands at the two guard. Now, Denny will man the small forward. Kyle Kuzma at the four and KP, if he plays, will be at the five. And if not, that is another question. Do they start Taj or do they start Daniel Gafford? You know, last game that KP was out, they started Taj and it didn't look too good. Taj just, he's lost a step. He's an older player. I think that Daniel Gafford should have been the guy to start. But that is your starting five for the Wizards. Now, flipping over to the Clippers, a lot of day-to-day. Uh, -day. You know, looking at the two-guard, Kennard or Paul George could play at the two. You know, so really, you're, we're really not going to get a clear picture of the starting lineups, especially for the Clippers, till game-time decision. A lot of them are game-time decisions. So uh, Kawhi Leonard is expected to play. Uh, Marcus Moore Sr., who cooked us, one of the guys who cooked us on the perimeter last game, we played them at the four. And Zubich looks like he might start the five. And I know that they do have Harrenstein and they do have Moses Brown. And Robert Covington has, um, they have been playing him at the five. So there's three possibilities for the Clippers at the five position if, indeed, uh, Zubach does not play. Now, looking at the bench, three players I want to point out for our team that I think could have good games. Obviously, Jordan Goodwin, you know, defensively, he is a beast, man. You know, his shot, I think I want to see him more. I do want to see him shoot more, have more confidence with his jump shot. But, I mean, you can't say enough about Jordan Goodwin. The, the dog, the effort, the defense. Uh, Barton, does he have another good game? You know, does he step up? And Daniel Gafford, how many minutes does he play? You know, the minutes were going up, and then the last game he played 10 minutes. So what do we see from Wes Unsell Jr. when it comes to playing time for Gaff? So those are, and uh, real quick, three players from the Clippers. Now, we already talked about Moses Brown and Robert Covington at the five or the four for Covington's case. But Terrence Mann, I think Terrence Mann is another player we need to look at because he can shoot. He is an electric scorer, kind of like Will Barton come off the bench. He's an electric scorer. So that is one guy to look at. So, again, those are the prospective starting lineups for both teams. Now, it's something to change a lot of injuries. You know, it seems like this year the NBA overall is dealing with a lot of injuries. So that is going to be your starting five going forward prospectively. So before we move on, tonight's episode is brought to you by NHTSA. Drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up? You lose your license? You lose your job? You tow your car? You kill someone? Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that does seem that doesn't seem to stop anyone, everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now. I mean, right now, looking for a pair of drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive out there a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's life forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Again. Be careful if you're going to drink tonight. I know it's Friday night. Definitely drink at home. If you're going to the club, you know, definitely have an Uber pre-planned. You do not want to make a mistake that's going to cost not only you your life,
with someone. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Tonight's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. How does it work, you ask? Pick six, two to six players. And if they go score more or less than a prize picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Again, 25 times your money. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you can watch. This includes the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NHL, PGA Golf, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, the WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada, the neighbors to the north. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I know it's Friday night. I'm rolling solo tonight, but definitely appreciate you guys showing up. It's going to be a quick episode. Uh, we went over the perspective starting lineups and the injury report. So let's get into the Kyle Kuzma Rumors. Now, as you know, there have been rumors of the Phoenix Suns, the Atlanta Hawks, and the Sacramento Kings talking to the Wizards about a prospective trade. As you know, the Sacramento Kings came close to acquiring him uh, the year before last, before we sent Russell Westbrook to La La Land. So, via Legion Hoops on Twitter, or through Legion Hoops via the Washington Post, it was said by Kyle Kuzma that his plans are to decline his player option and he does not see an extension in D.C. happening. So an extension is not in the horizon for Kyle Kuzma. He is looking to get paid anywhere from $20-25 million, and he's looking for either a bigger market or a contending team. So I'm going to get into questions and comments at the end because it's Friday night. We're going to keep it simple, but I want to talk to y'all. What do you guys think? What do you? And if you look at it, I'm going to give you guys three major packages for trade. One, Sacramento Kings. Now, from the trades I saw online, 
The best one I saw was sending Kyle Kuzma to the Sacramento Kings for Keegan Murray and a first-round pick. I'm a big fan of that. Keegan Murray, man, is going to be a star. Homeboy is in the running for his rookie of the year. That is a player that I would love. So that is a trade package I would consider because if you look at Kyle Kuzma slide in there with that team who where the Kings are playing above expectations, he could give them that spark going to the playoffs. And really, the Kings could make some noise going to the playoffs, which is hard to say because, I mean, it's been a long time for the Kings to be in this position, you know. But I think that this is the year where they could play well. I'm not going to say they're going to make a run, but the Kings are definitely a team to look out for. Number two, the Phoenix Suns. Uh, there's been a lot of traction as far as sending Kyle Kuzma to the Phoenix Suns. And I do, and me, E, both believe that if you slide Kyle Kuzma into their lineup, that can really give them enough firepower going to the, into the playoffs, especially with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Aiden. The list goes on. Uh, Mikael Bridges, I think he can slide right into the four and be successful. Now, the return. Whew, this is where it gets funny. You know, Jay Crowder, obviously his name has been floated around uh, coming our way. But um, Cameron Payne has been a name that has been floated. You know, we do need a point guard. Now, does Cameron Payne move the needle? Not really. Is he starting material? Maybe. But, you know, we, you know, me and Ed have both talked about the Wizards and their inability to define a starting point guard and, and you know, trying to turn combo guards into starting point guards, whether it's Spencer Dibwitty, whether it's Tim, Fra you know, Tim Frazier, um, and, you know, now Monte Morris. So, I don't know if I would take Cameron Payne. That is an option, but that is one trade package. The third one, the Atlanta Hawks. And the Hawks, you know, as you know, Trey Young is having a lot of friction with the head coach. Not that he's up for the trade block. I think Atlanta's going to hold on to him for a while. But if you look at it, Kyle Kuzma, you know, you could look at that center they got um, out of USC. I'm sorry, the name. <laughs> and it's crazy because I'm actually of Nigerian descent, but the name. But, um, I know a lot of y'all know who I'm talking about, but other people we look at, Jalen Johnson is the name that in the draft I wanted us to pick up. That will be a name on the return, uh, A.J. Griffin. So out of those three packages, I want you guys to let me know, which one would you lead on to if you have to move Coos? Now, obviously, they don't need to move Coos. You know, we're in a position, you know, we're, we're currently 11 and 18, 12th in the East, but we are starting to get guys back from injury. You know, Bradley Bill's coming back. Christopher Singers is coming back. DeLon Wright is ramping up. And Rui Hachimura, out of the four injured players right now, has been kind of the mystery player. You know, they, they've it's been kind of week to week. You know, he's dealing with a bone bruise, so we don't really know in ETA as far as him come back to the lineup. But his bench production, we are missing. But again, you know, with Bill and KP coming back and Delon Wright ramping up, and because there's been rumors that he will be back hopefully on this road trip. So, you know, maybe this team does a you know, wait and see approach, see how we are full strength. But as they often say, when it's smoke to fire, you know, Kuzma, as you just read or, or heard, you know, he said he's just the likelihood of him staying long term is dim. So at this point, if you're looking at it from an organizational standpoint, you know, we need the picks. You know, obviously we need to rebuild now. We don't know where Bradley Bill's leaning. You know, his comments on the podcast with Gilbert Arenas was alarming to fans and should have been to management. But you know, his his facial expressions on the sidelines with the, these last three games, you know, he hasn't looked happy. So the question is, you know, at what point does he ask out? You know, Kyle Kuzma, I think, could be the first domino of a rebuild. Because, like I said, we're 11 and 18. So we're already, you know, gearing up for the 
Rambayana wins um, sweepstakes already, you know, whether it's him or Scooter Henderson, but, you know, we're already sliding, man. And yeah, a part of me wants to kind of see how this team can maybe, maybe try to get some traction and maybe dig out of this hole. The injuries just hit at the wrong time. And with Kuz already saying this, you know, you know, February, the trade deadline is coming up. So again, I want you guys to go ahead and tell me which three packages would you consider if you were the general manager of the Washington Wizards. So before we get into comments, questions, and wrapping it up for tonight, because I know it's Friday night, I appreciate you guys showing up, showing your boys some love. But before we move on, tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college football season to basketball and the World Cup. We got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts like this one, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest, easy way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For the next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Day podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the ticket of the day. Fill up on Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get podcasts. So... Let's go into some comments. And again, I appreciate everybody showing up tonight. I decided to do live because I wanted to talk to y'all about, you know, the Kyle Kuzma comments and looking forward to this back-to-back uh, Saturday and Sunday. So let's get into it. Corey Lott, my dude. What's up? What's going on, man? How you doing tonight? Um, again, Corey Lott, if we come back home 0-6 on this road trip, it's time to think about blowing it up and letting our young guys finish the season. I, I, I completely agree. You know, this – I. You know, we've been saying that me and E have been saying that this road trip is a measuring stick. You know, these are some tough teams. <laughs> you know, Sacramento, Phoenix, both L.A. teams. I know the Lakers have been struggling, but, you know, with them, they, I mean, look at the last time we played them. They have a lot of firepower. Anthony Davis is finally healthy. He's playing well. You know, LeBron, you know, age 40, I wish I'm that agile at age 40. I'm just saying. You know, they are a team that is dangerous. You know, there's a clear distinction. There's a clear difference between us and the Lakers. Yeah, the Lakers, they're a storied franchise, so when they struggle, you know, people kind of take it a lot more personal than they should. But, you know, they're, they're clearly a team that is, you know, maybe they're moved maybe two away from being a contender in the West, but they're a good team. So, yeah, we could easily go home 0-6, easy, easy. And at that point, will they think about blowing it up? I see management taking a slow approach. I think Tommy Shepard and uh, Ted Leonsis and then really, you know, West on sale, they're going to try to wait and see how this team flows at full strength. Cause I just, I know this team, you know, I know how they roll on now. I, I just know. So they're going to wait and see how it is with everybody coming back. But 
I mean, you got to consider it. You know, th- with these comments by Kyle Kuzma, him, you know, not he's not going to he's not going to opt into his play option. He's going to try to get paid. So you have to get value. So if Kyle Kuzma is the first domino to fall, you know, do you see yourself making a push with Rui at the four? And I just, I'd rather us try to get some picks, try to get value. You know, first I'm trying to, I'm asking Brad, where do you want to go? And I'm, you know, I'm letting, I'm letting him roll. You know, I'm, I'm sending Kuzma out of town. I'm trying to get a pick. And if, you know, with KP being healthy this season, maybe, you know, look through, look through the market, see if you can get a good deal for him. Because, you know, as you know, he's going to a player option too. Now, it has been said that through sources that he is leaning towards staying in D.C. But, and maybe he could play. You know, the thing about KP, man, is that he's always, you know, you always worry about injuries with him. It is never a talent standpoint. It's always injuries. He has been healthy so far. But if you look at his overuse, you know, Wes has been using him a lot. You know, not giving Gaff many minutes, not being very consistent with many minutes for Gaff. And now he's starting to have back issues. So that's something you have to worry about. You know, if you look, forward you know in the future and the kp is a guy you want to build around you know you can't overplay him you can't play him franchise minutes because that's the thing with franchise players your lebrons you know these top guys you know these top echelon players you know you're gonna have to play them because you know the money the skill set you have to play them long minutes and if you know if you have a guy who if you play them long minutes there's a there's (laughs) you know he gets hurt it's just something you got to think about with kp you know the talent is immense you know, he's 7'3", he can shoot from behind the arc, he can play D, he's agile, he can create his own shot. So any other day of the week, this guy is somebody you want to keep on the team. But again, injuries are an issue. So, no, I definitely agree with you. We can definitely go home 0-6. Now, I say 1-5, but I think 0-6, you know, until we start getting full strength, start getting these guys back, I think is a realistic look. All right, let's check it out. Let's get, we're going to get about six more comments, man. I'm feel, feeling motivated tonight. Ah, let's see. I am almighty guy. What's going on? The Wizards win today easily. The Clippers barely won the last game. I agree. I think that West has to make adjustments, but I think this is a winnable game. You know, they're dealing with more injuries than we are. You know, obviously Leonard is always <laughs> an injury has injury bug. You know, Paul George has dealt with his long list of injuries throughout his career. But they're, they're, you know, day to day, you just don't really know what this lineup is going to be tomorrow night. You just you don't you don't know. Yeah, I mean. And with us, if I would put money on it, Bill and KP would be in the lineup. But again, you really don't see a rush of them getting them back either. You know, I think they're already <laughs> doing a mini tank. I don't want to say tank. You know, they, they, they're famous for saying they're not going to tank, but you really don't see them in a hurry trying to get these back guys back either. So <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I agree. I think it's a winnable game. You know, I, I think the Lakers game could be winnable. I mean, really, how do you – how do you guard LeBron and AD? You know, Russ has been struggling and they've got him on the second unit. So I think they're winnable games, but, and I'm going to get into my keys of victory before we wrap up tonight because I forgot to do that. So that's my bad. So, no, nah, I definitely agree with you. Ah, Corey, what's up, man? You ain't got us winning, huh? <laughs> I can see why you're skeptical, brother. <laughs> it's going to be a tough road trip. I think they're winnable games. When I say winnable games, I think that if we do the things we need to do, we can win these games. But, this team is not a good three-point shooting team. It's not a good very, you know, it's not a very good defensive team. You know, leadership is nil. You got Kyle Kuzma, but the leadership's not coming from where you needed to come from, franchise guy. So it's, it's just a lot of questions. You know, the contracts on this team is a lot of questions. And I I, I put that on Tommy Shepard because 
I, I was a big fan of bringing Daniel Gafford here from Chicago, but the, the signing him to an extension so early in the game, I think was a problem. And it's going to cause problems because he, his extension kicks in that next season. So that, that, that create, I mean, the questions with that, you know, where, where does he slide in with the salary cap and with this team not having a clear, clear goal or vision going forward is tough one. So, I mean, if you look at, you know, the list goes on. I, I feel you for saying that, but then, ah, man, you got to be optimistic. You got to be optimistic. You got to try to be. Beer and whiskey helps, let me tell you. All right, let's see. Peace. Well, recently, I watched Wizards games without expectations and emotions. <laughs> I mean, I feel you. I mean, I, look, I love this team, man. I, I've loved this team since I was a young buck growing up in VA, man, when they were the Bullets. So, I, I you know, I, I've loved this team since Chris Webber was around. You know, Rip Hamilton was around. You know, the list goes on, man. You know, you got to be optimistic. But I think a lot of the fans, we're on the same page. We want to see a goal. We want to see a vision of where we're going. You know, don't overpay for a guy who's never played well as a first fiddle, right? And then, you know, and throw a bunch of guys together and say we're going for the playoffs, and then you're only content with the first-round exit. I just I don't get that as a losing mentality. I think – you know, we really got to revamp this franchise. We say it time and time again. Start from scratch. So I, I I feel you. You know, I think a lot of people are already ready for the draft. I feel you. 11 and 18, the season is slipping fast. So I definitely feel you. Back to peace, man. Uh, Wizards need some change in governance. Yes, they do. Now, I don't see Ted going anywhere. Ted is about to buy the Washington Nationals. So he's not going anywhere. He's clearly trying to set a... Uh, we we call that. Well, I mean, he's going to run almost every team a monopoly. There you go. He's going to have a monopoly in DC sports. You know, buying the Nationals, and that's why it really behooves him to learn how to rebuild. Because I say it almost every video. Look, the Nationals are five years away from doing anything serious. And if if you're a baseball fan, you know how the Mets are rolling right now in the offseason. It's going to be maybe a little longer. But so he's not going anywhere with the Capitals. You know, the national, you know, uh, perspectively, the Nationals and then the Wizards. Now you kind of want him to pay the same attention to the Wizards like he does at the Capitals. You know, the Capitals are the, the big ticket when it comes to the Capital One Center. Big ticket. They have been for some time. You know, I, I was looking at, you know, don't, I'm, if I'm going to compare it to something, you know, looking at that documentary about Michael Jordan, The Last Dance, who was talking about the Chicago Bulls before they drafted Michael Jordan, about how they were getting outsold by an indoor soccer team. That's that's kind of how the Wizards are right now. I mean, we're, we're you know, we're being outsold by the Caps, man. He, you know, obviously a lot more attention goes towards the Capitals than they do the Wizards. And I think that has to change. So while I don't think that Ted is going to go anywhere, I think you – you know, Thomas Shepard was the assistant underneath Ernie Grunfeld. I think it was kind of a lazy way of finding a replacement, just finding a guy that stuttered under the guy who couldn't get the job done. I just I don't understand that. So maybe you look at because I mean Thomas Shepard has done his thing when it comes to trades. You know, the list goes on. Daniel Gafford, KP, you know, getting rid of John and Russell's contract. So he he's not a bad GM, but his drafting game is terrible. Terrible. I mean, it's just it, you know, he's just he needs so. Revamping his team, I think the scouting department has to be revamped. Definitely. You know, I, I'm not one of these guys who rely on analytics, you know, here and there, but I think that has to be a, a tool in the tool bag for this for this organization to kind of evaluate draft picks better. They have to. We've got to do better in the draft. So I, I agree. Uh, let's see, man. Corey, back to you, man. They got my boy D so frustrated he ain't even streaming games right now. <laughs> 
Yeah, I talk to D all the time, man. You know, he's 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 clearly frustrated, man. You know, it's it's frustrating time, man, because we really came into the season with optimism. We talked about optimism and just but that that's the thing about sports, man. You know, that's why you play the game. That's why you don't go off on the paper because things happen. Things happen in sports. So I dig it. All right, let's see. We're gonna do a few more because I know it is Friday night and I'm trying to pop open a beer. Let's see. Matt. Oh, no, no, no. Yes. What's going on, Matt? I like the Kings deal. It's a win-win in my opinion. Absolutely. Keegan Murray? Bro. <laughs> yeah, you. if you can get Keegan Murray and a first-round pick, absolutely. Absolutely. The Kings wanted them. You know, I think he can slide right in there and do well with what they're trying to do. You know, they're under the radar. Not a lot of people expected the Kings to be a fringe playoff team, but I think he can come right in and really add that spark to try to make some noise in the Western Conference. So, Man, Keegan Murray, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, Matt. Great minds thinking alike, brother. I would definitely go for Keegan Murray in a first round pick. Corey, what's going on, man? The Wizards need an organizational makeup. Yep, we've been saying it, man. You know, absolutely. You know, the top down. Ted ain't going nowhere, but you got to look at GM. You got to look at assistant GM. You got to look at coach. You know, going into the offseason year three. I mean, look. West has to start implementing this system in defense. Now, a part of me is like, okay, we rebuild. A part of me wants to see how West so does with a younger team. So he can kind of pick his pieces to implement a system. Because, you know, he came in as a, you know, first-time head coach, you know, with a lot of veterans, you know, a lot of guys that didn't necessarily fit into a defensive system. Because, I mean, look at the, look at the roster right now. DeLon Wright can play D. Jordan Goodwin can play D. You know, outside of the big guys which they've had their struggles against bigger, stronger bigs. We don't have a lot of guys. I mean, Denny. I mean, you know, people are like, why didn't you say Denny? I mean, because Denny is just that, – that's obvious. You know, Denny is, you know, a way above average defensively. It's just his shot. And he's trying to drive a lot more. But anyway, um, this is just not a good defensive team. You know, we don't have the pieces to really implement the system. So while I do dislike his rotations, I do dislike the fact that he has no fire, you know, no emotion – a part of me does want to see how he does with a young team and how he can kind of find the pieces, him, whether it's, you know, Tommy Shepard or any, you know, or newer GM, and kind of find these guys to implement in the system. So, but I definitely, definitely, definitely agree. All right, we're going to get into a couple more comments. And again, appreciate everybody for tuning in tonight. Definitely appreciate y'all showing me love tonight. It's Friday night, so we're going to try to keep it a little short. We're going to be here a few more minutes, but definitely thank you guys. All right. Shout out to I am my almighty God, Corey Lott, Matt, peace. Appreciate you guys, man. A lot of comments, a lot of feedback. We're going to do one more. Let's see. Uh, Brian Runtz. What's up, brother? How you doing? The Wizards to trade Kuzma to Orlando and trying to get folks and Cole Anthony. What's the other point guard they got in the first round pick? Cole Anthony. <sighs> I like Cole Anthony, but. He's kind of in the mold of Amante Morris. He's not a bigger point guard who's going to defend people. And we need a guy like John Wall. People forget how good of a defensive player he was. You know, he locked down that point guard position. You know, finding a guy who not only can distribute the ball, not only who can drive the lane, but somebody who can defend. That's what we need. We need a guy who we can send him out there, lock down the other team's point guard. You know, that's what we need. And I, don't, I don't see that with Quentin Anthony. No, I would like him on the second unit. But with Monte Morris here, it neglects the fact, you know. So, yeah, looking at their guards, Jalen Suggs is intriguing. Um, but 
I'm going to pass on Orlando. Now, Orlando does have some pieces I might consider, but, you know, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not running with that. Uh, Corey Lott, I would love Keegan Murray here in Washington. You are not the only one, brother. <laughs> that would be a good, good move, man. So let's see. We're going to do two more. We'll do three more, man. I, I'm, I'm feeling optimistic today. Let's get it. All right, let's see. Oh, man. That is a mouthful. 2J Nev Arutu. Woo! For what players should we trade for? Um, That's a really, really interesting question, man, because before, and I say this a lot, before I can answer that question, I need to know what, what is what is where are we going with this team? You know, if we're can if we're trying to build around Bill and try to get in a plan or you know six to eight, I the, the options are rare because you know we don't have a lot of draft picks, and out of our young guys, Rui is probably the one who's during the most buzz. It's just it's tough right now. Now, if we're rebuilding, it opens up as a it opens up a lot of options. Who am I trading for? Uh, you know, you saw you know from me from Corey, um, Keegan Murray. You know, I, I, if I'm Tommy, I'm trying to get Keegan Murray because you're kickstarting your rebuild. Keegan Murray's a guy who, as a rookie, you know, not only do you have him on a rookie scale contract for the next three, four years, you know, that's you know, you're jumpstarting your rebuild. Keegan Murray in this lineup going forward, rebuilding, that is a good talent to have. That is a good foundational piece to have. So I'm definitely rolling with that. So let's uh let's get to a couple more. Shug, what's up? And I'm gonna hit you up with the other comment. Monte for a year long bus pass. <laughs> I mean, Monte, I think Monte is best served on the second unit. I do like Monte. His shot is starting to get more consistent, but I, I like him on the second unit, not as a starter. I, I wasn't a big fan of the trade. I was very, I tried to be optimistic about the trade, but I wasn't big on it because looking at the trade for me at the time, it happened. There's two things I didn't like. Number one, I felt like we traded a good defensive player. A really the best three and D player we had at the time in KCP for a guy who's not known for his defensive prowess, who yeah can hit the three point shot, but as you know about Will Barton, he, he can be a microwave scorer, but he's too inconsistent. And looking at Monte Morris, I, I still got PTSD from Spencer Dibbity, and I'm still kind of mad he's doing all right in Dallas. But you know, I just I, I think we need to get out of the whole mold of trying to find these you know these combo guards and turn them into point guards. I think there's just it's the wrong way to go. So I, I feel you. But I think Monte, you know, he's here for two years. I'd like to see him stay and be that second team point guard. Now, obviously, you know, there's questions. You know, DeLon's here. You know, Jordan Goodwin. So a lot of questions. Uh-oh. What's up, E? Ed Oliver. The real Ed Oliver. Sup, y'all? Good show, Brandon. Appreciate you, brother. I definitely appreciate you, man. All right, let's see. couple more. I think that's it, guys. Again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everybody for tuning in tonight and watching the show. I definitely appreciate you guys. I know it's Friday night. It's ready to pop open the beers and get it rocking. So, again, definitely appreciate everybody. I'm going to remind everybody, tomorrow at 4 o'clock, the Wizards play at L.A., their first of a back-to-back. So definitely show up, or not show up. I mean, if you wanted to, go ahead. But definitely watch the game, show your love. Let's try to get this done. Let's try. Um, real quick, my keys to victory. Um, one three point shooting has to be decent, high percentage three point shots. You know, we are not a good three point shooting team. I say this all the time, it feels like I'm saying the same, <laughs> you know, keys of victory. But I think that, and I'm not gonna just gonna say three point shooting, 
shots, period. High percentage shots. You know, really pass the ball around. Really get into team basketball, ball movement, shooting these high percentage shots. Because if I'm the Clippers, I'm going to do like I did last time, and I'm going to throw the zone on us and force us to shoot the three. Start getting – so that goes right into my second key to victory. Drive the lane, drive the lane, drive the lane, drive the lane. Push the pace. You know, we push the pace. You know, try to get try to catch this team off guard. And three, I don't want to see double teams, and I want to see us lock down the perimeter. Lock down the perimeter. This team can cook it. We, we look, we <laughs> we saw it firsthand. This team can cook it. There's a lot of three-point shooters on this team. Uh, Marcus Moore Sr. showed he can shoot three. Um, the list goes on. Terrence Mann can shoot three. Kennard. Paul George can at a high percentage. So we definitely have to lock down the perimeter. And really lock down defense, period, because we have issues everywhere in defense. So that would be my three keys to victory. So, again, 4 o'clock tomorrow, the Wizards at the Clippers. Definitely watch the game, pop a beer open, and get try to get this dub tomorrow. So, again, thank you guys for listening tonight. Definitely check out me and E on Twitter and Instagram. You know, on game days, we're on there chatting it up. So definitely check us out. You too. We are close to 3,000 subscribers. So definitely like, subscribe, show some love, comment below. We'd love to hear from you guys. So everybody, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Everybody have a blessed weekend. And we will see you guys tomorrow night. I'm going to do a review of the game at 9 o'clock. It's going to be a live video. So definitely tune at at 9 tomorrow. I'm going to do a review of the Clippers game. So definitely everybody have a blessed weekend. Stay safe, drink responsibly, and peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.